<laughs> Welcome to Wednesday's edition of the Mike Davis Show. St. Augustine this evening. Amanda's here. She's uh, charged up, hyper, magnetic. <laughs> I brought magnets in to see if she's Yay. magnetic or not. I'm yes. actually curious. I know. I was really curious to see what happened. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with everybody. About five minutes before the show, Amanda started to tell me. And I said, stop. Yeah. I'm only going to listen to you once. I'm a man. The chance I'll be listening to a story from you twice is slim and none. So save it for the show when I can pay attention to it the way I'm supposed to. You'll only listen to one of my stories twice if we need to fill the air because he doesn't have anything to talk about. That is entirely true. If there is nothing else on my desk, you will look at me and I am like completely paying attention to Amanda. Because if she doesn't continue talking, I have Mm -hmm. to pick up the slack and I'm just not going to do it. So yeah, yeah. unless I'm completely paying attention. Yeah. Hey, Bobby. No, hey, jum- no jumbo shrimp game today. It was it was grumbling in the skies. Yeah, it was so hot today. I got in my truck today, and uh, the truck thermometer said it was 125. Yeah, it quickly went down to 113, which made me feel so much cooler. I saw the world at 8:45 this morning, and I didn't see the outside world again until like 3:45. And. How do you feel? Did it look different when you came back out now with all this? We'll get to that. We need to make money first. All right. Let's give her a little bit of power and she starts telling you what to do. That's what I do. And you saw what I did. I just went right to reading ads. I didn't even push (laughs) back. I didn't say anything. Woo! Solomon Services is the premier place for personal training in St. Augustine. They have small groups for both strength and fitness development. They also can help you with team and individual sports performance. If you've been injured, they can get you back on the court or the field quickly, safely, and stronger. They have a state-of-the-art center with both indoor and outdoor turf areas. However, I will give you a warning. uh, This time of year, the outdoor turf is hotter than the indoor turf. Uh, And all coaches are certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. And gym, gym sanitation and client safety is a top priority at Solomon Services. Call and make an appointment today, 904-461-9945, or visit their website, solomonservices.com. A to Z roofing and waterproofing. They offer free estimates and have been serving the St. John's County for over 20 years in the construction industry. A to Z offers metal roof uh, metal roofs for saltwater area homes with warranties for up to 25 years. A to Z's also offers shingle roofs with warranties for up to 50 years. Man, you gave me the tongue twister for my med day. A to Z also installs tile roofing, cedar, shake, shingles, nailed it, designer roofing, and flat roof coverings. Recent job photos and material descriptions can be seen at A to Z roofing and waterproofing.com. Also, we have Powell Heating and Air Conditioning. Their dedication to customer service has been every evident in everything that they do for the 36 years that they have been a locally owned business. From the moment they answer your call until the time they leave your home, they are working to make you comfortable and confident about the care and service you receive from Powell. With their fleet of 10 plus trucks and a 15,000 square foot warehouse stocked with parts and equipment, they are ready to serve you around the clock. They service all heating and air conditioning brands. They are always open in their emergency services, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, including nights, weekends, and holidays. And A. Barakreski and Associates, they're a full service local CPA firm with a team of skilled professionals dedicated to providing top levels of service in... The areas of tax compliance, planning for businesses, individuals, estates, and trusts. They can do audits, reviews, or any other accounting services. They can also do a business valuation, forensic analysis, or litigation support. You can reach them at 904-460-0747 or online at abearkreskycpa.com. And there Mm -hmm. is a rumor that Bill Abear is teaching golf lessons on the side to his kids. But it's just a rumor right here. So, just a rumor. Yeah, just huh? a rumor. All right. Also, on the Bozard Ford Community mm-hmm. Update, there's 18, well, 16 days or so left now uh, until the Task Force Luau and the 40-mile paddle fundraiser. They're about $4,500 away from their goal. That's fantastic. We're hoping that they raise some money since the last time we talked. of $22,000. Mm-hmm. The Luau is August the 25th, and the paddle is August the 26th. So uh, sign up. You can go online. Amanda's been sharing the link. Yeah, I'll so, try to remember to share it again after the show. Yeah, Amanda's been sharing like she's been doing mm-hmm. great. And also, we recognized, and it's worth doing it again, uh, the 25th anniversary of the St. John's Housing Partnership. Congratulations to Bill Lazar and all of his staff. And thank you to the county for paying for a paper plaque for him. 
It doesn't look metal. It looks paper. Paper. The county spared no expense. Apparently, the 25th anniversary of a business that helps people that are in need, the the object is paper. It does have a very uh, professional mounting board. I thought that was paper, too. Behind the paper. I thought that was paper, too. It might be faux leather. Vegan leather covered heavy duty paper. No, it's not Corinthian leather. It doesn't count. If it's not Corinthian leather, it just doesn't count. All right. It was hot today. It was hot today. A lot went on in the world today. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching Gutfeld to come down here and do this show. <laughs> How kind of you. <laughs> I didn't like his topic. The first topic last night just bored me. Well, you know. I mean, when somebody calls Elon Musk an illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, eh. And it wasn't any of the Gutfeld people. It was the story they were talking about. Yeah. So anyway, you had the day. You had a day that most of us day. will never experience. Uh-huh. So let our listeners know uh, what your day was like. Yeah. And I will arrange the magnets and see whether the positive or negative <laughs> ones are attracted to you. All right. Um, so I have been struggling with severe iron deficiency anemia. Um, didn't know it until about mid-July. And that happened to coincide with my vacation nicely. So I got a prolonged vacation so I could rest and recuperate. Finally got in to get an iron infusion. Um, what an iron infusion does is allow you to take in um, way more iron than you could with oral supplements. So the way my doctor described it to me, with oral supplementation, no matter how much you're taking orally, your body can only really feasibly get five to six milligrams of iron from those iron supplements. And he prescribed me the largest iron infusion you can get. So it was a six hour day for me in the infusion room, a thousand milligrams of iron. And my body is able to process that thousand milligrams of iron, but it might take a couple of weeks to feel feel the full effects of it. Um, so I'm looking forward to how that progresses. It was it was a whole process. So have you ever had any kind of infusion or anything like that? Uh, I did a vitamin infusion last summer after I had COVID. Just mm-hmm. for the heck of it. People are like, yeah. oh, you feel great after you do it. I, I will tell you, I didn't really feel a whole lot different one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably do it again if I had something like that, that I felt yeah. drained my body. Cause I do feel like you need to, you need to get that, um, the vitamins back in you, or if you're in this, this place also, uh, does test, they'll test your blood. And if you're deficient mm-hmm. in one thing, they'll mix up a, uh, an infusion cocktail, so sort to of speak, bioidentical that says, Hey, yeah. you're missing this. And we're going to put that back in your body mm-hmm. and, and, and hopefully balance you back out. Yeah. Which I think, more people should do if they're feeling really off and the docs are like, hey, mm-hmm. we can't find anything. We just check the yeah. check what's out of balance. And there are some mail to order um, panels that you can do, like blood ta- blood panels, hormone panels, things like that. So there are companies that make it a little more accessible if you're not super active and getting out. And if you don't have a doctor that's on board with the testing, you can do the testing on your own if you want. Um, you'd have to look into that. So um, hang on one second mm-hmm. on the thing that I am listening to, but not listening to, but trying to figure out a date for you and Louie. Typical. Leo, hold on to two tickets for me. I have not <laughs> signed up for them yet, but please hold on to two tickets for Amanda <laughs> and Louie. I will sign up and pay for them. I just have been Thanks, Leo. too Thanks, busy Mike. and I apologize for interrupting you, but it was about your date night with Louie. So I felt like it was important. Yeah, that is, that is very important. Do I have to pay for the sitter too? Your mom said she would do it if I didn't want to pay for the city. My mom moved to St. Augustine because I offered her a very rewarding volunteer opportunity of mm-hmm. being able to help with the grandkids. <laughs> and your mom is awesome. I made sure it was very clear this was a volunteer opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby wants to know if you got a card to show that you would set off metal detectors. Uh, no, they didn't give me that. They are going to, I do have to go back for additional labs in a couple of weeks to see how my body's handling all the iron. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically today I got 200 days worth of iron oral supplementation pumped directly into my veins. And that process is a little harrowing because they're like, well, you might have a severe reaction to this. So we're going to give you one medication in a super large dose um, intravenously to kind of ward off that reaction. Mm-hmm. We'll give you another one that helps to support that first medication and then we'll give you a test dose to see if you can handle this iron. So that process is about two hours. So it's 20-minute infusion of one, 20-minute infusion of the next one, 
20 minute infusion of the third one. And then they watch you for an hour. Did any nurse come in and go, she's still alive. It's okay. <laughs> no, they weren't. Today was a bad day in the infusion room. I heard there were lots Ooh, of reactions. That's not good. So um, bad for those people. Yeah, there were, I heard it was way more than the average day as far as reactions. So my prayers were definitely oh, lifting yeah. up to all the people that were in that room with me. Cause there were a lot that were having a rough day. That's um, a far more rough day than I was. Mm -hmm. um, but that mega dose of Benadryl, which was the first medication they gave me, mm -hmm. hit me like a Johnny Depp mega pint. And I was out for a couple hours. <laughs> I was so glad I wore a baseball cap. So I just put it down on my head and I ugly slept in public for a very long time. So you got a nap during the day? I did. I am so jealous. I was attached to a pump. It's like the most expensive nap you can get. But yes, I did. Love a nap during the day. I don't care how you get a nap. That's just awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So after I um, praised Jesus, had no reaction to the initial minimal dose, they hooked me up for the four hour long one. And um, they would just come in and check. You still doing okay? Yep, I'm good. You're one hour down. What <laughs> did you do down. while all this was going on? You took a nap for the first part, but what did you yeah. do for the four hour? Infusion? So about I, I got tired of you texting <laughs> me, by the way. I just have to say, two about texts in one day is too many I from know. you. It's a lot. That's why it was a group text with your wife. Um, Still so, counts as two to me. <laughs> but then it ended up being more texts because you would get her replies to me and my replies to her. Yes, it and was you're like, oh, way women. too much contact. Mm -hmm. It was a lot. He almost didn't want me to show up today. <laughs> well, I came in and I said, how are you doing? And you blah, 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 blah. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, first of all, I expected you to say a whole bunch of things. Yeah. You know, like, I'm feeling magnetic today. Mm -hmm. I expected that one. I didn't get that one. Yeah. I expected, I love heavy metal suddenly. Yeah. I didn't get that. I have a deep abiding urge for heavy yes. metal bands. I expected you to walk in here and hear the carpet crunching even more like yeah. a Hulk or something with all the iron. I think he just said I gained weight, guys. Disappointed by all of those yeah. things. So you'll see my physique has not changed. I'm not Captain America or Mommy America or any of those analogs. I'm way more Iron Mommy. I, I, that's that's I, where I am. Somewhere in the world, mm -hmm. there's people out there with an iron fetish that are not going to be watching this show to see what happens well, you to you. I know. We'll it's just, listen, we'll there's see everybody's the out there. I'm just saying. Speaking of metrics, Elon yes. Musk is totally going to take a dive <laughs> to Mark done. Zuckerberg and he's Threads done. is going to trounce Twitter he's or done. X or whatever. I mean, it's just, that's the thing. Yes. Absolutely. So it was, um, it was a humbling day. I feel, I feel pretty good. Um, having gone through all of that, I feel a little rested, but also tired. Um, but a couple of things struck me. Yes. Is that I was in a very privileged position to sit in a room yeah. of people receiving infusions that at least for the short term, were going to make them feel way worse. Mm -hmm. And my infusion was going to make me feel better. And so that was the first thing. The next thing, just noticing all of the equipment that was used, just kind of scanning the room. Plastic is a freaking miracle from God. The stuff that people want to get rid of. Yes, because none of what happened in that room today mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The roughly 100, 120 people that walked through that room today while I was there for six hours, yeah. none of them are getting that medication mm -hmm. in a safe and effective manner without plastic. Yeah. And it's a freaking miracle. Well, it could be glass, but can you imagine trying to do all the glass vials? Well, like with glass or they would use, um, they would use animal intestines as um, ways to... Mm -hmm. to transport or insert medications as well i mean you get with all reusable things you have to have proper hygiene mm -hmm. proper hygiene requires it does require energy to do so because you have to get it at to proper temperatures but i mean that requires a an extra level of skills and yep. a whole additional skill set and there's an extra level of risk with that and so just being able to have sanitized no questions asked equipment that can get medication to you is a blessing for which i am very grateful and um all of those faces that i saw today are in my prayers yeah a lot of people uh long 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 time ago i had herniated disc um it was in the mid 90s i went to go get an mri and i had been feeling pretty bad for a while i mean yeah. a lot of pain pain medication which i never take 
Um, and there was a little boy who had to get the MRI before me. Yeah. And I was like, they were having to drug him to get him to, to get in the MRI. He was so hysterical. And that's you know, he just didn't know what was going on. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, gosh, I feel so much better. I'm in excruciating pain, but I know what's going on. And I just felt so bad for that little boy. And yeah. just, that just broke my heart more than anything I had gone through or was about to go through. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, just, it was very humbling. Like, mm -hmm. like I said, I'm going to be feeling better as the days go on from that infusion. And just about everybody that I was in that room with today, are, they're going to feel worse. Yep. And there was at least one other woman that appeared to be receiving an iron in, infusion similar to mine that did not pass the test, um, the pre-meds test. And she did have a reaction. And that was, she was sitting right across from me. So I saw that and that was just, that was horrible. And I, my heart goes out to her because she needs she the needs same the help. help that she needs I need. the same help you need. And she wasn't able to get it today. She wasn't able to get it effectively today. So she's definitely in my prayers too. Yes. And that's the thing when you go to those, to, to a hospital like that, you, there's mm -hmm. always other people that are going through um, worse things than you're going through. Yeah. And, and if you have your eyes open, right, mm -hmm. you're watching that, it does humble you quite a bit. Right? You're like, I'm not in the best place, but I'm not there. Yeah. And you just start praying for the people that are in that worst place. Yeah. So. Yeah. Once the Benadryl got out of my system and I felt confident moving around, I felt drunk. I just felt like I was hammered and I was sleeping it off this morning <laughs> um, without the fun night or um, potentially dangerous stories to tell afterwards. But once I started feeling awake and conscious and able to move around, mm -hmm. then I went to you know the snack bar to get something. I was there for six hours and I did not pack a lunch. Um, so yeah. I went to raid the snack bar and came back. And, you know, as I'm making eye contact with people who... Are you rolling the infusion yeah, with I have you? To yeah, roll okay. It with I was me. like, I didn't think so you I've unplugged yourself. A handful and of back snacks, in. and I've got my little infusion tower mm -hmm. that's rolling with me. And I, as people are making eye contact with me, I'm like, can I get you anything? Yeah. Can I get you anything? But, you know, the nature of their medication is that they mostly don't want to eat. Yeah. So they all turn me down. But I just. And then I felt kind of insensitive for asking if they wanted food. I don't know. I don't you know, know what the etiquette them, is there. But if you had it, they'd all looked at you like, why didn't you ask me? Yeah. So I would have brought a whole box of Darcy cookies. <laughs> right. Well, I, now you know. I would have Should you ever box. be in a situation yes. where infusion room visits are a thing for you, mm -hmm. uh, come back and snacks. I actually hope not. Yes, I hope not too. <laughs> and, and my problem is I would have been on the phone at work all day texting people, mm -hmm. right? And when they call, Well, I was like, doing that too. I'm in an infusion room, text me. I would have had to create the, the, the mm -hmm. extra saying. Yeah. I am in a medical procedure. I can only text. Well, I had people texting me for recipes. Texting me for homeschool questions wait, wait, for wait, their wait, kids. Wait, wait. Did you give them the iron recipe or did you get, which recipe did you give them? I'm curious. <laughs> the one recipe people ask me for is um, the brining ratio because I'm a very big proponent of brining oh. your meat. And so I tell people all the time, I've gotten vegetarians who don't like the texture of meat mm -hmm. to enjoy the meat that they prepare because they started brining their meat. Okay. Um, so that was one of the people that texted me today was a recovering vegetarian who needed a, a reminder on the brining ratio. I'm so glad we're talking about this story without <laughs> Baby or Blake or Why? Troy here today. I'm just very happy about that. Yeah. Yes. Davey's not even in the comments. The comments would have just gone off the Davey's rails. Davey's on a bike today. Yeah, Davey is He's on a bike busy. today. He is. He's definitely. He was texting me. He was one of my texts today mm -hmm. or one of my text threads going. So I, I've been texting all over the place. So I would have... Um, I would have a, a period of time where I would return texts and then I was reading. What'd the, you read? You don't want to say it was that the, good. So it was ironic that I brought it to this appointment considering they mega dosed me on Benadryl and I slept for the first three hours. Why we sleep? <laughs> Why we sleep? Oh, that's right. Today, you told me yesterday. I should have paid attention when you told me. Exactly. Today, the reason why I slept <laughs> from nine until 12. 30 uh, was because of Benadryl. But after that, um, I started to actually learn the importance of sleep and the mechanisms of sleep. And I'm in the early part of the book still. And I have questions for you when you finish. Okay. Because this watch tells me my sleep patterns. Mm -hmm. And I've just 
noticed trends. Yeah. And so when you read the book, I'm not going to read the book, but I can ask you about me in the book, which is all I really care about. So please hurry up and finish the book. I feel like one of the reasons why we're friends is so that I can give you a free, not um, not legitimate diagnosis and advice. Yes. <laughs> Lots of people do. Mm-hmm. You're not any different from a lot of my other <laughs> friends. You're, uh, you're I like ask you for home construction as a medical psychological stuff. Mm-hmm. I still don't it's close to witchcraft. No, I'm just kidding. It I'm is. just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, I, I, I get that for you. Like from other people, I ask other advice. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my son came home the other day about the bartender's handshake mm-hmm. uh, for uh, Nat. Okay. And he's like, that was awful. We had it with a friend of ours who's a bartender. I said, if you ever listen to the show, Troy would tell you how many people he does that with. And I become from the bartenders, mm-hmm. but it doesn't taste very good. You would have known not to do the bartender's handshake. So the bartender's handshake isn't just a 20 in the palm of your hand. No, so he takes care of it's you it's actually all a drink. You do a drink with them. Oh. You buy them a, okay. a Fernet and then you're, I don't know why it is, but yes. Uh-huh. Yes. No Iron Man, Wolverine, Captain. Bobby did have the joke <laughs> of the day about you've got it all yeah, ironed out. I, did. I thought that was the dad joke of the day. So I'm terrible at ironing and I always ask Louie to iron my stuff. Um, if I plan it in far enough advance, he's pretty good at it because he's an excellent Iron Man. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm just terrible at it. And so, yeah, that's my answer. When I'm we bad at ironing. So it's going to take some time to iron it out. But when, I started. When we had four kids and Darcy and I were doing all the stuff at night and I would have to get ready for work. Mm-hmm. Right? At, at, at that time, I wasn't wearing some of the the pants that they have now that are just super lightweight. You don't have mm-hmm. to iron them and they look pretty good. I always had, um, uh, you know, khakis. and, and the, so, the no wrinkle dockers. The, oh, my God. Those <laughs> I always had to iron those. But... Um, Darcy like, you know, you want to give the kids a bath? You want to iron? I'm like, what do you want to do? She said, I don't want to iron. And no offense to Darcy, but there's times she'd be like, hey, I ironed you a bunch of shirts. Yeah. So if I had 12 shirts in the in the basket, my mm-hmm. six favorite were still in the basket. And the six that I didn't like to say, but I didn't want to say anything because she'd ironed all these shirts for me. And I felt so mm-hmm. grateful that I didn't have to iron. So I was like, yeah. well, I'll just wear that one. Yeah. And then sometimes she'd be like, I ironed that shirt for you and you haven't worn it yet. Like, the plot is if I leave it in the closet, you won't iron it. <laughs> <laughs> which is all my fault. I should just say I threw that one out, but I just mm-hmm. didn't. So it's it's yeah. all on me. None of it's on Darcy. And I was just grateful that she got Louis typically um, has workout clothes. He does jujitsu and he has work clothes. And then he has the clothes that he wears around mm-hmm. the house. And so um, he's the primary motivator behind the laundry has mm-hmm. to get done because he needs the clothes that he needs for work and for jujitsu and working out and whatever, depending on the season. And so, um, if he's the one that's doing it, then he's very focused on what he needs and not necessarily what I need. And so I have to like be a very good communicator about um, when you do a load of laundry, mm-hmm. could you just pull out these few things? Because those are things that are like frequent needs of mine. <laughs> and because there was a while there where he would just get what he needed and yes. all my stuff would would go to the bottom yep. and he'd be like, oh, I did a load of our laundry. And I'm like, cool. Expecting what did something, I get? What expecting did I get? something I need yes. to be in there and it not being in there. My mom's probably listening to this, rolling her eyes like, at least he does laundry. <laughs> Why? They, <laughs> Which they, is a blessing and he is amazing and I do love him. But it's been a dance over the years too. For me to do his laundry the way he wants yep. and put it away. And for him to do my laundry as efficiently as I want. So the other part of laundry in our house is I hate to look for things. Yeah. I despise looking for things. So they land in the hamper then? No, 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 no. I, I, all my stuff is where it's right. But Darcy um, would try to help me by putting clothes away. Mm-hmm. And I had stuff organized, right? In this drawer, these things, and this drawer is this thing. And that's they were organized by drawer, right? Mm-hmm. And by color, right? So I could yeah. find them. I didn't have to go searching through them. Mm-hmm. I might have Louis OCD. Louis is a color-coordinated closet I, guy, too. I might have some OCD. But uh-huh. so I just looked at Darcy one day. I said, hey, if you just leave the laundry... Um, mm-hmm. I'll sort it out. I'll even sort your stuff out. Yeah. I'm not going to put your stuff away, but you'll come in and it'll all be in a pile. And she says, well, I hate putting stuff away. I hated putting your stuff away, but I just mm-hmm. felt like I was trying to help you. I said, you leave it out. I'll take care of it. Yeah. So if that laundry's done and she's like, Darcy folds the clothes, says baskets on the laundry. Mm-hmm. I will go get it, walk it to the back, sort it all out, put all my stuff away. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't like stuff just sitting there. Yeah. And occasionally she'll take her stuff and leave mine in a pile and it, it gets put up pretty quick. Yeah. I hate that stuff being out. So I'm, so I'm always 
picking that stuff. My up. favorite thing about the house we moved into a few years back is mm-hmm. that the master bedroom has two walk-in closets. Yes. So Louie has his own and I have my own. Mm-hmm. And so that was when we learned that we closet differently mm-hmm. <laughs> because we had the freedom of our own space with yes. which we had complete control. And that's when I learned that he was a color-coded closet dude. Mm-hmm. And I am a type of item closet organizer. Yes. So like my t-shirts for just like every day, like whatever, mm-hmm. that's in one area. My nicer, more like business casual shirts and blouses are in another area. And the appropriate layering items are with them. Like my pants are in another area, dresses, winter stuff, long sleeves, coats, layering options. They're in different sections. Like I'm an, a type of item person. Yes. Yeah. Because that's why I hate to look for stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, and if it's not in its place where I put it, I really, it's like, I know that's there. Yeah. So when we first got married, we had a closet. Mm-hmm. We actually had, uh, it was a three bedroom house, one bath. And so mm-hmm. there was just the two of us. So uh, one closet was just storage. We had one closet that kind of had some storage stuff. And then we had our closet for clothes, but it was mm-hmm. only six feet wide. Yeah. So I started in the middle and worked to my side. <laughs> and then I went off somewhere and I came back. An overly optimistic new husband. <laughs> I was wrong. You were wrong. I was wrong. So I came back and I probably had about 40% of the closet mm-hmm. and I made a comment and mm-hmm. Darcy kind of looked at me and I came back the next day and I had about 30%. My stuff was all compressed in. Mm-hmm. So then I just took some of the bigger stuff and I just moved it to another closet. Well, then Darcy realized there was another closet. So then I only got 30% of that closet too. I was like, this closet parody thing was killing me. Mm-hmm. But I just... That's why it's not equality, it's complementarianism. I just didn't say a thing. I said, I just am going to just, I'm fine. And then now uh, the only place that we can put the boots, uh, my work boots and other boots is mm-hmm. under some of her shorter clothes that hang. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, why is your stuff on my side? And I'm like, sorry, there's no room on my side anymore. The only space. That's the only space that's left. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, so I'd be very curious. Uh, we, we, I'm glad you noticed, Bobby. We're, we're going to do. Uh, it was, I did not notice, Bobby. Yes. Um, I'm. We're, we're going to redo is some a love clo- that never dies. Nah, we're going <laughs> to redo some closets, and I'll be curious to see how space. I mean, I've already in my mind realized I've got this much space, but I'm just hoping. Well, it'll be fun. So, as a consumer of construction projects, mm-hmm. I would highly encourage you to highly encourage your customers to design in two master closets. Well, save a marriage. Some some like to, <laughs> uh, some don't. We yeah. had one cute one pill design that's got massive closet, mm-hmm. and it was twelve foot ceilings. Mm-hmm. So they had all these racks and stuff that they would just. They had the librarian ladder. Oh no, they didn't have the librarian ladder. They had a handle that would pull down. Ooh, and the thing would cool rotate too. down, and their clothes would be right mm-hmm. there, and they pick whatever they want, and then rotate it back. I mean, that's it was like cool. a super cool. It was awesome. That is very yeah. um, overboard. Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell. Yes, I the, thought it was phenomenal. The shoes, the crank yes. motion shoes. I thought it was Very awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Yes. I aspire to one day have nice enough shelves in our front room that I can install a librarian's ladder. Yeah. I want them all the way to the top of the 10-foot mm-hmm. ceilings and then have a librarian ladder. And if I can put like a, a wardrobe in that doorway so I have my own little like Chronicles of Narnia walk through the wardrobe to go into the library, I'd do it 100%. If I could figure out a way to have a secret room in my house, I would do it. The secret room is fine. The Narnia stuff took us a little bit to Comic-Con and to Nerddom, but Narnia is a pretty good book and C.S. Lewis is excellent. You never tested a wardrobe after reading Chronicles of Narnia? I didn't read the Chronicles of Narnia. (gasps) You illiterate swine. Uh, Yes, I am. I was reading sports stories. I was reading stories about historical figures that yeah. conquered the West, which was kind of like my mm-hmm. thing as a kid. I loved all the stories about yeah. the guys that, that went out West and all the things they did. So, yes. I was I was encouraged to get my son onto Louis L'Amour. Mm-hmm. Would you say that like a 12, 13-year-old is a good age to I, start? I didn't read a lot of Louis L'Amour books. Yeah. Um, I was more historical I'd go to the, the school library and I'd mm-hmm. find a book on Kit Carson or I'd find a book on Davy Crockett or I'd find a book on... And I read those books. I read as much of that stuff as I could. He's going to read that in school. Yeah. I mean, but the stuff... Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'd have to go look for you. There's a couple of Western authors that I think are pretty good. And there's some that I read that are a little too adult. Yeah. So, I got a recommendations list. So I'll yeah. send it to you. Yep. 
and you can tell me if you like okay. them. Yeah, there's a couple that the series right. that uh, Elmore Leonard uh, justified. So they have yeah. Justified Primeval on. I think they had five seasons in the beginning. It was all mm-hmm. based on a short story by El- Elmore Leonard. I've read a few of his books and I liked them. I thought mm-hmm. they were pretty good. Um, yeah. So I'll, but I think those are a little too adult. Yeah. And then I've got um, CJ, uh, CJ Box wrote, um, oh gosh, I just spent Joe Pickett series. And there's okay. like 20 of those books. Yeah. But there's some, be a weekend pr- there's for my some son. pretty violent stuff in, yeah. in the series. So I can't imagine what the, so I finally bought one of the books. I just picked mm-hmm. one out of the series. I'm like, well, we'll see what happens here. So let me get one of the first of those. All books right. But yeah. <laughs> like I, and I, like I enjoy reading that stuff. There's nothing yeah. on TV anymore. Yeah. Once six o'clock is over. So you know what you should do? I told you a while ago, um, the Firefly series, I think you would like. Because yeah. it's like a Western set in futuristic space. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's very much a Western aesthetic and Western yeah. kind of dialogue and sort of values mm-hmm. as well. And it follows a crew of um, what would be Wranglers, like space Wranglers. And it's fun. Did they make a series out of it? So it is a series. Okay. Um, I believe Firefly was the series. And yep. then they named, they made a movie after Firefly got canceled. They had a movie to kind of finish up the story, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had a different name. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. But Louis really, Firefly was one of the ones that Louis will rewatch yeah. and rewatch. And I haven't read the Lonesome Dove books, Bobby. I yeah. have not. There's part of me that wants to because I want to, I did watch the series. I wasn't a fan of parts of it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to read the books and see how Hollywood messed it up. Um, I did actually, my mom got me the book. Either I got it or mom got it for me. We found it together. Um, the Searchers. Mm-hmm. So the book, The Searchers, is similar to the movie, but there's several things that were changed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan Edwards, who was John Wayne's character, uh, yeah. was, I think, named Nathan in the book. Um, but it was a, I still thought it was a pretty good book. Um, and that was one that I said, well, I just want to read the book that The Searchers was based on. So some of that stuff has been pretty interesting. The extent of my reading into Westerns was about, uh, was a book called Christie, uh, about, it's kind of an autobiography, biography, um, sort of style about a young girl who goes to the Appalachian Mountains, which is the West at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a wealthy young girl and she goes uh, to be a mission teacher. So she goes to be the school teacher in a town that doesn't have a doesn't have a school. And so she has to establish it and she has to convince the Appalachian mm-hmm. families that it, there's value to educating their kids. And so that's, Christy is fantastic. And then I, um, For the Roses, but that's like historical fiction romance novel, but it's set in the West. Okay. And if you like romance novels, it's a good one. <laughs> Not a huge fan, but... I can't imagine why. <laughs> no, someone asked, a lot of what I read is um, kind of um, suspense novels um, mm-hmm. that are more set in uh, CIF, FBI roles. So um, mm-hmm. Mitch Rapp, um, Jack Ryan books, um, the Jack Reacher series. I've read a ton of those books. So mm-hmm. which your high school buddy is season two's coming out yep. here shortly. Yep. Um, which I'm looking forward to. I'm excited for that. Yeah, too. I'm very excited for him yeah. to get an opportunity to continue playing yeah. that. I thought he did a He's great job. He's going to be that in um, a historic fiction if it gets made now. Yeah. Um, with, I think it's shooting now though, with Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big ensemble cast. And so there's a lot of people that you would know. I can't remember what, maybe I can find it. Um, but yeah, he's going to be in a Henry Cavill led cast is that whenever ai writes the story i think he's producing henry cavill is no but is ai writing the story because writers know. aren't writing he got cast all right um this this gonna roughly s- a year ago maybe a little less than a year these ago. guys are so screwing up they are I, I mean i get what they're trying to do but all the rest of the world has had to deal with technology yes. so you've had writers who haven't given a rat's rear end about people um that lost their job on the assembly line yeah, they would actually automation. make jokes about it. They didn't care. They, they wrote, would make yeah. jokes about learn to code, learn yeah. to code. They, they didn't really care. So apparently maybe the writers should learn to code too. Yeah, so that's been, so learn to code became a pejorative because yeah. as people of privilege in Silicon Valley started losing their jobs, yeah. people would text back to their, I got fired today message to with, oh, I don't know if you should have learned to code then. 
And That's funny. so That's funny. it became a pejorative that you could get banned for saying. Or get oh, like I'm sure a we just got banned right now. And so, um, yeah, learn to code is uh, that's coming back up again. All right. It is halfway into the show. Halfway into the show. Do you have anything else to talk about the iron infusion? Nope. Okay. We're hopefully hoping and praying I, that all that works well for you. Yeah. Hopefully I avoid that. I think the headache is like the most annoying thing that you can get after one of these. So my plan is to go home from this though and soak in a nice warm bath. Robin, I was trying to watch the morning show, but fell asleep. Robin, it's sometimes, same girl. it has the same effect on me. I'm, I'm just kidding. But that's because I got the mega pint of Benadryl. Hey, by the way, is Susan Johnson out there? Because we want to know if Pete got you the tile. Today? Yeah. So yesterday she said no. I'm very curious. Did he get it to if, her today? She's, Pete said today, I walked in and said, we asked your mom on the show if she got the tile. Oh, I took it to her. And I said, all that's right. not what she said last night, Pete Melfi. All right. So I'm curious that Pete Melfi just it's a little thinks, size. yeah, I said, you are now going to be an uh, item on our show until that tile gets delivered. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find what the new Alan Reacher or Alan Richson uh, project is after Reacher. Okay. All right. So while you're doing that, uh -huh. we still had topics from yesterday. We got a few more today. Okay. Um, and then we also have questions from five questions, which we never got to, which we're going to get to sometime <laughs> yes. this week. All right. So we still had it's over when it's over or is it? Mm -hmm. New topic, mo movie warnings. Uh, problem solving, uh, bigger brains, and uh, podcast free agency. Um, let's see, bigger brains. Bigger brains. Okay. I just found it. Okay. So it's a it? Henry Cavill, Guy Ritchie, World War II picture um, called Ministry. It's got Alan Richson, Her Henry Goulding, Alex Pettifor, Carrie Eloise, which is another, I love him, Hero Finds Tiffin. Babs, I don't even know how to say that name. I'm terribly sorry. Babs, your last name starts with an O. Till Schweiger and Henry Zaga in it, and Henry Cavill. So B.O. was in it. Yes. Babs, oh, right. I'm just trying to shorten it for you. So there will be B.O. in that movie. I'm sorry, Babs, for opening the door to that joke. <laughs> it's right there. It was right there. It was right there. I still feel She's that. probably a lovely person who smells great. Babs, I believe, is a boy. Oh, never All mind. All of the casting pictures are of males. Babs? Babs, yeah. What's in the... I, I'm not going to ask. I'm, that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I'm good. All right. Uh, so what'd you do? Bigger brains? Bigger so brains. We, we have all these stories that have been hitting about global warming uh, and, and climate change and all this stuff is bad and dangerous for us. So the other day I hit a headline... And it made me go, wait a minute, that's different than all the other stories that I've seen, read, or been around. And the headline was that the last time there was climate change, it caused humans' brains to get bigger. Hominids, okay. it said, which I'm yeah. assuming are pre-humans. Was that right? part of, yeah, hominids are pre-humans. So it talked about that, uh, I guess, because of the, the last glacial cold phase. Mm -hmm. The study author writes in post one, I don't know what that is, um, that emphasized that the ice age likely greatly sped up gains in brain size and intelligence. So you know why? Oh, I can't wait. Because they had to problem solve their way through it. So the ones that were able to survive are the ones that were able to problem solve, seek out food, or um, adapt their agricultural efforts to the new shorter, mm -hmm. um, shorter grow periods. So it's the same reason why they suspect that uh, rice growers have an above average IQ among agricultural workers because it's such a math intensive and there's just so much to growing rice. So you're saying the Chinese and the Japanese are better at math because of rice? That is a hypothesis. Okay. I didn't know that. And Not I, because of the nutritional value of rice, no, no, but, but because, because of how had, hard it is to grow it. They had to figure it. out how to grow it. Yeah. Versus wheat. Yeah. As an Irishman, I will tell you the potatoes did not help us. Actually, potatoes are on the, if you're anemia diet, you're supposed to eat lots of potatoes. I will never have anemia. See? I, <laughs> I would eat potatoes at every meal. Mm -hmm. I really would. So yeah. I told you I'm Irish. So it's, yeah. uh, it's good. Anyway, uh, very Darwinian. Mm -hmm. way of looking at things. And I was thinking that, and then I read in the, in the article, Darwin placed great emphasis on sexual selection for hominin evolution. 
So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that the ones that survived mm-hmm. were the smarter ones. They were the ones that got well, to the women, mate and reproduce. The women so. wouldn't want to make the babies with the ones who kept having children die of starvation. Or lack, or lack of heat. Yeah. Wives die of um, improper provisioning. So, yeah, there's a sexual selection drive there. Okay. It says the paper explains how climate change, assortive mating, and parental cooperation could have sped up the evolution of complex cognition in middle Pleistocene humans. Okay. So, is this the period of time that we had? Um, I would have to look back to see if this is the period of time where the atmosphere was very carbon dioxide heavy. And my guess to why we would make that leap at that point would be because there was such an abundance of good quality food. Well, but you, it was all during the um, Ice Age. This is okay. all during the Ice Age. Well, we came out of the Ice Age to a boom time. We, we did come out of the Ice Age to a boom time. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's the, uh, I believe it's the Precambian, Precambian um, ecological boom where there are just so many species that come out of the Precambian, Precambian period. Uh, Professor Peterson, a member of the research team, explained that the mating of more intelligent hominins, hominins, may hominins. have contributed to condominiums. <laughs> How's that for alliteration? Mm-hmm. Uh, accelerated advancements in language and fire control. Uh-huh. It's that not. Was more, that was more assonance okay. than alliteration. Hey, but your, still not either. <laughs> your husband's watching. Yeah, he is. So, so Hi, the, he said the laundry's done, but not yours. Part of the laundry is done. <laughs> I know that part of the laundry is done. And um, so is done. All right. Uh, so we, we still have... Uh, I was totally listening to you, but also scanning the comments. Yes. And Robin Barber is going to be in town Yay! October 5th through the 12th. We had talked about doing a viewer meet and greet on Come the Schooner on. Freedom. Yes, we can. We, Should we schedule that during... Uh, October? I need to look at like the dates on my calendar. It's 10th, 11th, 12th? Could we work that out? Let's look at that for an option. Let me let me pull out my calendar. I will bring my calendar down. Mike to the Davis show is going to be on lots of vacations. I live on vacation. <laughs> he needs that iron infusion to work so that I, I can work. Need, while I he desperately goes on do. I, I also, <laughs> I also one of the topics is podcast free agency, and we are working with some podcast free agents right now. Mm-hmm. We are. We don't know if we're going to sign them. Signing bonuses and all that kind of stuff. We're working through it, mm-hmm. but. It's entirely possible that in September we will have additional members to the team mm-hmm. if we can work out this free agency thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Podcast free agency. Not a lot of people follow it, but it is an important thing in podcasting. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I think I think ours is a first round pick. Uh, I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. We want him to not think he's a first round pick. Oh, my bad. Yes. So you're not helping negotiations. I'm a female, so I'm very encouraging to all people and how amazing he's, they are. I know. He's <laughs> over the hill. He's out of shape. No, that's not me. If we bring this person fantastic. in, we say, yes, we have to be very careful. He's very fantastic. <laughs> you're not helping negotiate. <laughs> you are not on the negotiation team anymore. <laughs> this is why I haven't uh, been part of the negotiation. You're not on the, no, no. No. All right. So we have problem solving, uh, movie warnings. Uh, it's over when it's over, or is it over? Movie warnings. Movie warnings. Okay. All right. So I was talking to my brother today, Rhett, mm-hmm. and he had watched a, I went to a movie or watched a movie with his wife, and mm-hmm. um, he, was, it, he said something that, that it hit, and I was like, wait a minute, we could 100% talk about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So when we were a kid, there was G. Yeah. And G, PG, PG-13, no, no, and no, R. No, no, no. When I was a kid, PG-13 didn't oh, yeah. exist. So PG-13 existed when I was a kid. I am an old man. Shortly after the invention so of you color came PG. G right? and PG, and, and then R. you had R. Yes, and then mm-hmm. someone came up with something called X, which we were never allowed to see. So I don't know what that was for. Mm. I believe that the movie that came up with uh, that forced the X rating was a movie that my grandmother accidentally saw. Because it had a Christian-y faith kind of title. Okay. And so she went to the movie theater ah! expecting to watch a Christian movie. And that was not it. it. Shocked her socks off. 
No, that was not it. <laughs> and she did not stay. <laughs> no, but how how soon it was like the stopwatch on? It was like start stopping. She was gone. She didn't know she needed to start the oh, stopwatch. Oh man! Um, but she and her friends were uh, quite. She and her Bible study group, I believe. If the, the if Bible I, study, if group I remember what? the story correctly, oh, or friends from Bible study went that's with. That's good. And it ended up being an adult film. And <laughs> well, warnings today, they put all these warnings out and, uh-huh. and it's even on TV shows because you stream a lot of stuff and they'll, they'll mm-hmm. tell you, uh, there's mild violence, there's mm-hmm. violence, there's, yeah. um, uh, sexual situations, there's nudity, mm-hmm. but some of the other ones you're kind of like questioning. Yeah. And I know some friends of mine that if nudity doesn't come up, they just don't watch the binge watch the show. <laughs> Right, they're just like it's not. Worth it is it. not nice for you to talk about Tribe Levens and Tim O'Neill that way. <laughs> I said some of my friends. I'm sorry, guys. Um, the X-rated. Oh gosh, Barbara Jean. Is, oh man, man, we should have gone with strippers That's instead of movie warnings. <laughs> I know this is such turn on Safe Search or get a VPN before you search for Barbara Jean's oh. cartoon. <laughs> Okay, so um, some of them today are like uh, flashing lights. I did not know flashing lights were a thing. Yeah, so it causes seizures. Okay, I didn't know that, but that's one now. The other night I'm watching one and it said smoking. Yeah. And I was like, but if it was weed, you wouldn't have the warning. Mm -hmm. It's just cigarettes you have the warning for. I just recently watched Speed. I've been watching more movies recently since I've been forced to convalesce Mm -hmm. and take rests. And so I just watched Speed and Sandra Bullock is smoking a cigarette when she's getting onto the bus. And it was so shocking for me to see it because I just don't see actors smoke in movies anymore. When I was a kid... Movies that are made in the past like 20 years or so. If they weren't smoking... I know. You're like, what's wrong with them? And so it kind of reminded me of how prevalent smoking was Mm -hmm. that we didn't even think about it then. One of the best flashback scenes ever. Mm-hmm. Is when John Wayne lights a cigarette in the man who shot Liberty Valance. Oh yeah, and and he he exhales and he says you you remember Pilgrim and and as he blows the smoke it goes I do Wayne's world and it goes back into this flashback. So yeah, it's one of the best uses of smoke ever in a movie. I was like that's really cool. Yeah, and then some of it you have to wonder actors had to practice that stuff like. All the stupid smoke tricks, right? Which I'm like, there's no way I'm smoking a cigarette long enough to learn any of that stuff. When we were on vacation, so Karen just mentioned Perry Mason. When we were on vacation, we mm-hmm. watched some Columbo episodes. Yes. Because there was like a Columbo marathon. Yeah. In the afternoons or early, late mornings when we were getting the kids all sunscreened up to get out to the mm-hmm. pool. So we're watching Columbo and they're just smoking constantly. Yeah. And like the way people grab their phones before they leave, like, okay, I've got my briefcase or I've got my purse, I've got my keys and I've got my phone. It was cigarettes in Colombo. Well, the thing that amazed me is people were always asking for a light. Yeah. It's like, you've got cigarettes. Do you not have a light? You're you're addicted to this stuff. You need the nicotine and you didn't bring the lighter. It's like people today, do you have a charger cord? Or do you have a pen? No one asks for a pen anymore. That's our... (laughs) That's I had a our pen. generation. I had a pen stolen from me because someone asked for a pen and they knew I had it because I've got the mom purse that has everything that you need in it. And that was a pen that I had cherished and I had had for 20 years and someone stole it. Oh no, I'm a big pen pen guy, right? Oh um, my word. I had a pen from Harrods, Harrods department store in London. It was the only thing I could afford in Harrods. The pen. Was a ballpoint pen. It was a ballpoint pen. <laughs> and I had kept it for years. And that and was I, still $45. I had just gotten an ink cartridge replacement for yeah. it and everything. And this uh, woman didn't give it back to me. It got stolen. I, I have lost a few of the pens that I've kept for like 10 years and it drives me nuts when I do. But mm-hmm. I'm a big, I mean, people will hand stuff for me, like, I need you to sign this. And like looking for a pen. I'm like, I already got one. Just give me the, yeah. I, I got a pen. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. But I, that's why lighters, they're always asking for a light is because people yeah. are always asking for a light. And so you hand your lighter to someone that yes. don't return it. Ah. Just like my Herod's pen. Ugh, hurts. Barbara Jean, I got one more question. Just uh-huh. one more question. That was Columbo's big thing. He would like yeah. think he had him, and then they'd be like, "Oh, yes. I fooled that detective." Mm-hmm. And then he would ask that question that would trip him up at the end. Yeah, but yes. my kids were like so shocked by the all the cigarettes in the show. Bobby just went to his old uh, Betamax tapes and found uh, the movie that Barbara Jean was like. Felix the cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think the intro scene to uh, um, Howard the Duck was the first time I ever saw Tatas in a movie. I and it immediately got turned off. I mean, I will remember um, when they had uh, the first VHS and Betamax stores. Yeah, there was like the room up front, and then if you were an adult, there was a room in the back. Uh-huh. And you're like, what's back there? I'm like, no, kid, you can't go back there. <laughs> well, immediately as a kid, you're like, oh, I read one of those. Slowly walking past. I've got young eyes. I can read that title from 70 feet did away. Did you always have the beaded curtains so they could tell whether you tried to sneak no, in? No, no, they did not have the beaded curtains. It was just like one guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the really savvy uh, shop owners would put up a beaded curtain so they could tell if the kids were trying to poke their heads in. Mm. Or the old saloon doors because it's loud. Creep. Yeah, yeah. So you get the the beads rattling or the creak, and they would know to look up to see whether or not oh, a child true. was in a section to. of the store. And the store was only like twelve by twelve, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it wasn't a blockbuster. Yeah, it was. There was like the, <laughs> these people that were doing the first VHS rental before Blockbuster put them out of business, right? Like, yes, I'd like to order two copies of that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's all they have for rental. Good gracious. Hey, when is that coming back? I don't know. Some guy rented it a month ago. He's going to bring it back later. Yeah. Right? I We've mean, got was like, 10 minutes. If right. we're going to do five questions, we but need hang to do on. So to, let's go back. Are we wimps today mm-hmm. because of all these warnings? Absolutely. So think about, and I got thinking of different movies, Jaws. Yeah. What would the warnings be for Jaws? Jaws almost got a rated X because of the intro scene. The camera underneath the skinny dipping woman. Yeah. Um, they had to add blur and darkness to it because evidently it was slightly a gynecological exam and they would have gotten an X if Steven Spielberg hadn't gone in and smudged the the uh, actual film. (laughs) Back then, Mm -hmm. I was like, gosh, it's so dark, right? Uh, Now, (laughs) I'm like, what did that poor girl have to do Mm -hmm. in that sleazy Hollywood to get that role? I mean... I just don't trust any of them anymore. So yeah. I'm not accusing anyone in Jaws, but there well, was a lot of that. she hasn't made a on. statement. She has not, but so. she also never started in anything else. I don't know. Maybe I don't remember did. seeing her in anything else. Maybe she just wasn't in a genre you cared about. Yeah, there's some things I'll leave. Um, okay, <laughs> so... Uh, you didn't go into the back room. It might I have been never that. <laughs> The Exorcist. Yeah. What would the, you know, Linda- uh, warning pea soup... Right. When, what were you going to put out in the? Uh, so uh, I thought about The Exorcist, especially for yeah. a second. I cut well, the, Disney Plus. You know that there was a big controversy when Disney Plus launched mm-mm. because they pulled out all of their old content from the vault. Well, most of it. Still no Song of the South, but they pulled out most of it, mm-hmm. and people were annoyed because they went to show their kids something that they had watched in their childhood, and there was a content warning about you know. Some people might find this offensive. Some people might find this triggering. And it's like, why are you even putting that in the kid's head? Like, they probably wouldn't have noticed unless they had the context of the time period and culture and pop culture Mm -hmm. and all of that history. They wouldn't have even noticed and they never would have questioned it. But because you add this little context thing, then they're looking for it. So before I answer Barbara Jean's comment, which is a very good comment about James Bond, I got thinking about The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. And today, I wonder if you pulled that up on a video and you went to watch it on some streaming service, if one of the warnings wouldn't be Christianity. Christian. um, Christian values, Christian. I don't even know if it's values, but like uh, Christian visuals. Visuals of Christian. This show depicts Christian rituals. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's going to happen one day in my lifetime. Somebody's going to tell me about it. I'm going to have to go pull it up on a streaming service and go, I called that. I knew that was coming. Yeah. So, yes. Robin um, mentioned Blue Lagoon. Um, I didn't the like The actress, that. Brooke Shields, she commented about how creepy that was. I, I never. In uh, hindsight, to have been a part of. Oh, yeah. After she played. Uh, Once she had a 14-year-old daughter. No, no. What was the? She was in something before that where she was a prostitute. She was in a Calvin Klein ad that was No, no. Very, she, was, she played a 14-year-old prostitute. Like Pretty Baby or pretty something? Pretty Baby, thank you very okay. much. I didn't see that one. I didn't see Blue Lagoon because I didn't like Brooke Shields at the time. And I'm just not sure I'm a fan now either. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not going to that. I don't like Brooke Shields. They're like, you gotta go see, I don't want to go see Brooke Shields. I doubt that teenage Mike Davis saw no part of those movies. I didn't want to see any of those. Mm-hmm. I thought they would be stupid because she was in them. Yeah. 
I think I was proven to be right. They were stupid. I mean, I you could and listen, I don't think Blue Lagoon you, was stupid. I've never seen you, Pretty if Baby. If you went for the sex scenes in Blue Lagoon, shame on you. She was a kid. She was a kid. But if you were a 14-year-old boy, then... She was a kid, and adults were watching. Shame on you. That is, that's the creepy part. God. But if you're watching as a 14-year-old boy, then... You I shouldn't be. I don't condone it, but at least it's there was no warnings that said as an adult, you're not allowed to see this movie because the child yeah. depicted in it is 14. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole controversy about having kids in movies. So Natalie Portman was a prostitute in what the professional. Uh, yes. And so there's, then there was the cuties thing where it's depicting the, the CD underbelly of the dance uh, world. Yes. And Kids were I, highly sexualized I, in that I, production. Yeah. First of all, the whole premise. Davies here, Lolita. The yeah, whole was premise was being trapped on an island with a girl at fourteen. Mm -hmm. Was that not a the, good idea? There's for you? no football. There's no sports. There's no TV. None of my buddies are there to hang out with. And some girl's going to tell me what to do the entire time. You obviously didn't see the movie. She doesn't tell him what to do the whole time. Uh. But could you imagine how terrifying it would be if you had never had the talk and now you're stranded with another person and you accidentally discover um, baby making, but you don't know the end result okay. of baby Everybody making? Everybody at that age had uh, had farm animals. Who knows? They, they could have been upper crust. Everybody, even the upper crust had farm animals. But they didn't tend to them. Yeah, I'm just telling you. There's an they area of TV. There was lots of things to watch in the world besides TV. There's an area of Versailles in France that's called the Hamlet because Marie Antoinette was so ignorant of everything that had to do with common life that she wanted to have a regular commoner's village built on the palace grounds so that she could go and pretend to be a commoner. And that was one of the ways she would pass her days and entertain herself. So this is what they did to your message. Yes. Is that they didn't want the nitty gritty and the offensive odors and just life to shock her delicate sensibilities. So they would perfume all of the farm animals they would scoop all of the poop and they would take it away so she never smelt what that smelt like. And they would even find out what color outfit she would wear and they would dye the sheep to match. Please tell me. That was her perspective on what agriculture is. So don't tell me that they all knew because some people didn't. The very privileged didn't. Please tell me that they served her cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Please. She didn't actually say that. Please okay. tell me. She didn't actually say that. God. Look, but I'm I sure think, they did. I think most of them knew. And if you're on a ship long enough crossing the ocean, you probably saw a lot of things you didn't want to see. Did you watch Titanic? Did I watch Titanic? No, I didn't watch that either. There's I, first class and there's steerage. I, That's kind of a big part of the story. Yeah, and apparently if you're a first class <laughs> hussy, you go down to steerage to find the love of your life. First Is that what hussy. that movie's all about? Among other things, <laughs> there's also a ship that well, sinks I will tell you and a what, tragedy. If you're the dude in first class steerage and you get stuck with the hussy from life. first class, yeah, don't expect her to let you on the on the door. Don't expect that. You're on your own, buddy. I'm not going down this path. There's plenty we of room got, on that door. We got three minutes. I'm not fighting this fight. <laughs> but pockets do belong in pajamas, and there was not room on the door. Well, Davey's talking about his favorite <laughs> Broadway musical. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the movie warning, I guess my thing is, uh, before we wrap up, I just think that we become more wimps because they have yes. to tell you all the stuff that you'd be offended by. Movie makers used to make stuff to offend you and to shock you, right? Yeah, it was The Exorcist, Jaws, um, any of the, the, the Amityville horror, mm -hmm. um, all of that stuff was made to scare you, shock you. There were plenty of stories about... Um, but also the, the scenes in Amistad of the slave trade. That was intentionally shown and that was intentionally made as accurate as they could because they wanted you to see how horrific it was. Mm -hmm. They wanted you to have a visceral connection to that. It was the same reason Mel Gibson said for why he made The Passion of the Christ and Apocalypto as graphic as yes. they were that he wanted you to have the visceral reaction of what it would have been like. Well, but we actually, a lot of people today live in Marie Antoinette world. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Everything is sanitized. They don't have to do anything right. And, mm-hmm. and it all smells good. And that's not the way the real world is. We're if all you, Marie Antoinette. I didn't say, I said you were. Um, not all of us. Davey is definitely not Marie Antoinette. Although his outfits rival Marie Antoinette. I think Davey's just. He's got style and class. He has style and class. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% does. All right. <laughs> Barbara Jean, uh, at the risk of becoming um, uh, someone that the FBI is studying, I will type in stripper stories one more time for you. But I'm about to hit the limit before I get in trouble. With Darcy. I know. Just with, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's going to be a knock on the door from Sheriff Hardwick. We want to know what all, all these stripper stories you It's because of Barbara Jean. You Barbara think Jean. that our, in- our intelligence agencies would have a problem with you searching inappropriate content on the internet? Well, I do ask, like, where's Trump today? So, yeah, probably. So they're just, they don't have, they don't want to stop you. Uh, they want to give you enough rope that you hang yourself and they can bring it out the next time uh, you run a political campaign. I'm not running another political campaign. I'm very <laughs> happy right here. You'll help me with mine when I do it so that I have a retirement plan. Telling right? people to eat cake. This show is going to be so popular when you mm-hmm. and other people take it over for me mm-hmm. that you'll have your own retirement plan right there. Fantastic. Yes. And one other <laughs> that guy that was holding us back. Do you remember him? <laughs> Who is he again? Who is he again? What was his name? <laughs> yes. All right. So tomorrow morning, uh, the morning show is on. Catch up with uh, Pete, mm-hmm. Troy, Davey. Davey. Clay or Blake, Claire whoever's Blake. producing. Paul. Catch up with all of them tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then you'll catch us tomorrow. We got trivia tomorrow. Troy's coming in. Bollocks is on tomorrow night. Yeah. So, yeah, um, somebody's got to put a camera in there, or else you have to sit back there and make Blake <laughs> play out here tomorrow. We may have to put you in the producer room and make Blake play from out here. Yeah. We may have to do that tomorrow. I could live stream on my own Facebook page uh, what y- I'm doing in yes, there. Yes, <laughs> you could 100%. Th- this would be... In fact, that's what we're doing. Blake doesn't watch the show. He doesn't know. Tomorrow, you're in a producer room. Tune in for Can Blake Compete if he's not in the crew. In studio. In studio. All right. This is the Mike Davis Show with Amanda. Catch you guys tomorrow. Bye.